Here on the Rundown, every week, the Fab Four assemble for the best Catholic news and commentary you're going to get on the planet. Fifth Annual Vatican Conference, Exploring the Mind, Body, and Soul. This is so exciting. A global healthcare initiative on how innovation and novel delivery systems improve human health. I wonder what that's going to be about. Uh, Russia, 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 back in the news. Afghanistan is also in the news. Uh, what's going on with all that? Mostly peaceful protests are starting up all around the country. This is really just the spring training for the summer of love we're about to go through. Don't, don't we all think that? And then finally, in the told you so segment, I think we should have a told you so segment every week uh, where we, we haughtily beat our breasts and say, I told you they were going to chip you. I told you they, they are going to chip you. And we have the proof. This is the rundown. Let's get started. Chelsea Clinton, uh, the CEO of Pfizer, John Kerry, all these people are going to the Vatican. What is, I mean, at this point, does anybody, is this just the Vatican trying to stay relevant? I, I mean, does anybody care what they're doing? Well, from NBA stars to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, yeah, to all of this, to Katy Perry. Actually, this this is the fifth annual whatever conference they're doing, uh, the the Unite to Cure. Um, I think it's a good it's good to remind people that last year when this happened, Katy Perry was the one that went, and she's the one that uh, sat there and gave a talk on transcendental meditation, handed out books that the Vatican supposedly tried to stop. But of course, we know Vatican the Vatican can stop the distribution of books because uh, when Cardinal Burke wrote uh, remaining in the truth of Christ and trying to get that out to the Senate about, you know, marriage and family and so, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, they actually did block him from distributing the book to all of the Synod fathers. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was, apparently they couldn't stop Katy Perry. She, she outsmarted the Vatican. Um, that's kind of what, what went on last year. And so this is kind of this year's version of last year's. <laughs> you know, wow. it's sort of like, it's like a, a crescendo of, um, you know, all these kind of absurd things. Like we've had a CC conferences and as if those weren't bad enough, then you have this and that type of conference with this celebrity and this and that type of uh, thing is going on. So now we're at this, this stage where it's like, now, I mean, everything is, I don't know, coming to this increase. They're, they're packing in more and more and more. So more synods, more synods on everything under the sun, and which are increasingly not only useless but even worse for the life of the church and the um <clears throat> and more divisive we might add too with faithful catholics that either say hey this is there's something messed up with that or um 
who try their best to twist themselves into pretzels to find some little thing to defend. Or again, you know, the people and they say, yeah, this is great. You're going to love it, you know, in, in terms of the left cast, right? And then creates all that infighting until the next synod. And we in all the meanwhile, we kind of forget what's happened in the meantime. And uh, mm-hmm. with this one, it's, you know, it is the who's who of uh, everyone who is pro-abortion, anti-Catholic, or just, just you know, into a message that itself is against the gospel, some weird neo-paganism or whatever, people that literally want to have birth control in the water or have said it is like the birth control is like the default position from as soon as a girl hits puberty she gets injected implanted or maybe implanted at birth <clears throat> you know you have and there's patents for these things it's not crazy nutty conspiracy theories no no it, it's, it's super sinister what what is it with liberals trying to poison the water with birth control or black out the sky like like bill gates wants to do <laughs> you know to cool the planet steve i mean is this uh, ryan's theory is what do you think about uh, the fact that this is really just it's it's a controlled demolition. It's it's uh, it's controlled infighting. It's pre-planned. It's designed to create a circular firing squad and keep us all engaged on this Twitter battle about oh no you're a schismatic no you are you know and <laughs> is that is that what it is? I mean, does anybody care what the Vatican does these days? Yeah, I would take Katy Perry in a heartbeat over this squad right now. <laughs> Yeah, bring Katie back. I mean, the only, I, don't think, I think Jeffrey Sachs isn't going. I mean, you you lead off day one with uh, Fauci. I was going to say Franchi. Franchi leads it off. You have, uh, uh, what's her, uh, Jane Goodell, Goodell, I got on a Goodell, Goddell, Goodell, who is at Davos. And this is a World Economic Forum Symposium at Rome now. This is in the Vatican, the WEF, because you got that idiot with uh, Salesforce, uh, Benoit. Mm-hmm. He's involved in this. But anyway, Jane Goodell at Davos said, uh, <clears throat> all these environmental things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there was the size of a population that there was 500 years ago. So she wants 6.7 billion people, fewer billion people than today. <clears throat> it's... We got, so you're saying make Katie great again? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Bring Katie back in and give her some I don't know cannolis or something. But hey, you look through the lineup for this thing; it is dang, evil. Yeah. You got AI. You got you got the technocracy uh, te- uh, guys. You got the uh, you got the CEO, the uh, Moderna and Pfizer guys are speaking. Yeah. You got uh, uh, the people there for. Uh, uh, we call transhumanism. That's a topic. Uh, it this is really screwed up. If you look into the the agendas, the main guy there says this is all for dialogue. That they're bringing them in to to share with them ideas and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, the, the that's Francis horse. even you know, and everyone knows that's horse. You know what? Because you can just tune on the WF YouTube channel and see all these things being exactly. But Pope Francis, even himself, has has been saying, you know, the meeting is the message. The meeting is the message. Well, what what message is this sending even to Catholics? You know, well, you know what it's sending to Catholics is embrace the world. That's what it's saying. Um, the entire message of you know this type of conference, which is now making whatever the scientific class of uh, expert, your expertologist, white coat, which has nothing to do with actual science. Usually, it's a pre-planned, pre-approved political message and then finds an expert who's going to go along with it, and therefore he's going to get the funding to find or just come up with more stuff they want in studies, right? 
that whole scientism it's enshrining it as the new religion not as we are human beings endowed with the reason that given by the light of faith can discover truth about the world not that kind of science but the science that has been politically directed certain things and now you're embraced it so all the way back in nine you had this world religions initiative at the u.n and at the time under john paul ii say what you will about uh, john ii but at least you know, on, on those issues, he towed the line, and he was a bit, even though he gave quite a bit to the elite <clears> in the UN, was more cautious with them than Francis is. So he would never have given him a conference like this. So mm -hmm. when they're doing their world init religion initiative, their Catholic representative was an apostate priest, Matthew Fox, who was totally nut, nut job. And that's who, who was there. But the whole goal was to have like one religion that would direct what religious bodies do, and, and, and especially politically and socially and even affect some of their, their, their beliefs so they wouldn't be so harmful to the climate. And you saw, I mean, Hillary Clinton, when she was running for president in 2016, what did she say? That we're going to have to change what Catholics think on abortion because that's not good. You know, I mean, I don't know if that was stuff to test the waters or because she just, you know, is this open or or whatever, that's her real plan. We know that's what they want to do. They want the church to change her teaching. And then she doesn't become even more welcome. Then it's like, yeah, see, you're not even worth dealing with now. That's what they want. And, and that's what all of these kind of initiatives are. Is the, it's this transformation to a brand new thing that along the Hegelian, you know, counter synthesis stuff. <clears throat> and it's, it's, not, it's not our religion. That's the thing. It, it's something completely different. Whatever the message is, you know, I mean, if it comes out to be good somehow, hey, all right. I highly doubt it, but I'll eat my hat because I'm at least open-minded to see what they say. But I think it just needs to be rejected out of and just because of the people who are there, not just because they're not Catholic, but yeah, what is their message? Don't have kids. Depopulate the planet. You don't need to own anything. You don't need to, because that's destroying the planet. It's basically this, it's all rooted in this kind of Gaia worship of the earth. Imagine, imagine yeah, being unaware of this initiative too. Imagine being a, let's just say a McBlogger and <laughs> having absolutely no knowledge of the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, imagine, or maybe maybe a double quarter McBlogger with cheese, and uh, literally running a huge website, uh, let's just call it First Peter 5, because that's what it should be, oh wait, sorry, and, um, and, and calling the four of us, calling the four of us hysterical conspiracy theorists all day on Twitter, blocking us, talking about us behind our backs, while from behind the protection of the block, not knowing about the Great Reset, never once hearing about Build Back Better, saying it's a conspiracy until one day you just decide to grift off of Build Back Better and then suddenly you love Build Back Better and you want people to donate so you can fight Build Back Better. I mean... Well, all those Dunning-Kruger Kruger types are... That's <laughs> the way it is. Uh, here's, here's day three. What... The 10.15 a.m., what does it mean to be human? Led by... The lady who just said they want to depopulate the world for 500 years ago. Uh, the second one, humanity and humility. No, no father, no priest. The rabbi. Rabbi is a new senior rabbi. Uh, no, take that back. I'm sorry. I, my apology. There is a Father Terrence Elman from uh, Notre Dame. Uh, in, uh, yeah, the uh, Fighting Irish, which I wouldn't <laughs> anybody to. Oh, please. And then... Uh, uh, looks like a Muslim. Uh, he's the other one. I see. Then the environment and health. We won't go through all of them, but 
There's the prize for persistence medical innovation. Ah, creating a better world for all stakeholders. Ding, 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 stakeholders capitalism. Uh, last book by Charles Klaus Schwab. Oh, that's led by the CEO for Salesforce co-founder, Mark Benioff, who owns Time, who just put a uh, Time thing, uh, uh, the cover of what? Uh, the planet on fires, so, you know, climate change, global warming, because yeah. this is all about this. That's the main thing is climate change. Harnessing tech and AI to improve health around the world. I oh, can't wait. <laughs> uh, the ethics of data and AI. Experts examine today's most pressing ethical issues related to data and, and AI and explore ways that organizations can leverage tech to benefit humankind. Yeah, that sounds good. Extending care through telemedicine and remote monitoring. That was part of the last podcast that WEF did last year, uh, December 2020. Uh, number two was telemedicine, where you can just, how do you medicine online? You can't touch, feel anything. You just talk to, and then there, there's another way of it is, is pretending you're using a, like a hologram and experimenting on a hologram. This is their words. It's in the Dagon podcast that if, if it works on the hologram or not, then they'll put it in the human. That's, you know, fooey stuff. Uh, healthcare data and the, the coronavirus, the next generation of philanthropy. I don't the think power I can hear anymore. I've, I can't take that's it done by NBC. <laughs> I don't ah. want to hear anymore. I, 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 I just can't, I don't care. I don't care what if 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 Frank wants to run around in his white uh, larpy costume and and meet with all these people. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I just I, I hate all of it. He's not because he's only going to show up for the video message at the end. Yeah, I guess He's so. Like <laughs> oh, by the way, happy 94th birthday to the other well, guy who wears white. But no one can explain <clears throat> to me why um, Pope Ratzinger, the 16th Bishop Father Ratzinger. I don't know. Uh, he's 94. Quitter in chief. Okay. <laughs> we have lots to talk about. Back in, uh, Ryan remembers uh, Alan. Uh, he, he, we were sitting out back one time and because what I uh, said something about Pope Emeritus Benedict. So what does he want? Just to let everybody know he did the worst decision in the history of the church? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I think he even still wears the red shoes sometimes. I mean, it's really, you know. It's, Why? Wow. It, it, that's the thing, too. If Because uh, then he comes out, oh, I'm not the Pope, I'm not the Pope. And But if he really wanted to, to make that clear to people, there's a perfect way to do it. You wear a black cassock and uh, you know you rejoin the cardinalate and uh, you now are or go back to being cardinal ratzinger or whatever that's or or, <laughs> or bishop ratzinger if you if you don't rejoin the cardinalate done if that that was the, that's the easiest way to say i am not pope right and so i mean even though I, i've been a huge opponent of the the the, the pope benedict or pope thesis everyone knows that but there's a certain level where apart from certain you know certain people i think should see things otherwise Average people look at that and be like, yeah, I think he really is Pope. Look, I don't blame them for going there. Everything is so nutty today. Um, you know, I really don't blame them if they're, you know, for thinking that because Benedict is putting on the symbol suggesting that it is so. And big and, time uh, Catholic uh, Twitter feeds are putting down, happy birthday, Pope Benedict. Yeah, yeah I, I honestly, I have no beef with Benedictus. If you're a Benedictus, we can still hang out and have a drink. Like <laughs> the but <laughs> <laughs> all right um global politics right after the break here 
Mr. Robinson? Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't have time to uh, You prepare. have to give us your name. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Mark Robinson. I live at That's right here in Greensboro. I've lived in Greensboro all my life. Uh, I didn't have time to write a fancy speech. I didn't have time to, you know, I didn't have the, the resource of an English teacher to sit down and write a speech with at school today and be, you know, bought over here or practice or anything. What I really came down here for is this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white, you want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens because our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why I came down here today. Gun show or no gun show, NRA or no NRA. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community. Because I'm going to tell you that what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law, I follow the law, I'll bring my guns down here, I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to them. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take them? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. It's what I see. We demonize the police, criminalize and, and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fists thrown. I mean I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding, and they follow the law, and they want their constitutional right to be able to bear, to bear arms. They want to be able to gun go to the gun show and buy a hunting rifle or a sport, or sport rifle. There are no military-grade weapons sold, showed, uh, sold at the uh, gun show. An AR-15 is not a military-grade weapon. Anybody that would go into combat with an AR-15 is a fool. It's a semi-automatic 22 rifle. You'd be killed in 15 minutes in combat with that thing. So we need to dispel all these myths, and we need to drop all this, all this division that we got going on here. Because the bottom line is, when that Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody. And I am everybody. 
and the law-abiding citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights, and we want to keep our rights. And by God, we're going to keep them. Come hell or high water. Tucker Carlson last night was talking about the Russia hoax. And one of the things he was discussing was how Time Magazine and others in the elite media had planted a fake news story about so-called bounty on U.S. service members' lives that was put out by Russia in their bid to stoke contention with Russia. Now that's come out to be fake news. Uh, Tucker's the only one talking about it. I don't particularly trust Tucker, but... uh, they're now trying to change our public opinion, gentlemen. And uh, the, the fact of the matter is, is that war with Russia, which is something that the left wants to see for some reason that cannot be explained. Uh, maybe it's, it's in Israel's best interest. I don't know. Um, but they're, they really want us to be in a land war with Russia in the Ukraine as quickly as possible. Um, I think most people are seeing through it, though. Yeah. I sure hope so, because that would be absolutely disastrous. I mean, on the one hand, Russia does, is not at parity with the U.S. military. They can't, they have a lot of good tech and a lot of things that could really counter our, our, our offensives. But on the other hand, they can only fight in one theater at a time. They can only be absolutely committed in one theater at a time. And so, it, whereas we can be in multiple theaters with still maximizing force, that's one thing that we have over them. But on the other hand, it's there's a lot of troops that are going to die. And for what? Well, let's look at Eurasia. Let's look at that whole area. And then let's also look at Ukraine and the, that whole basin around the Black Sea, which is awash in oil. And yeah, I mean, the, the usurper-in-chief fake Catholic Joe Biden continues to say, Steve, that this is in our vital national interest. Which vital national interest are we defending in Crimea at this point in our lives? <laughs> yeah, you see Tulsi the other day. Uh, Tucker had Tulsi on to talk about this subject. And uh, yeah, Russia and China both told the U.S. to stay out of this stuff. I mean, China with Taiwan and then uh, uh, Russia with Ukraine. And dude, uh, yeah, we, we've been the, for the last, what, 15, 20 years picking on little guys? Yeah, mess with the, mess with the big dog one time and see what happens. We ain't yeah. test, we, we're good at picking on little guys. Now they want to pick on Russia? Uh, you want us to die, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, their plan anyways. A, a protracted uh, all-in land war with Russia will be something unlike we have seen. in. It won't be a land war, though. They were just, it would be a, uh, a Terminator. Nuke going this way, nuke going that way. It's. I don't think they would use nukes, but uh, but it would be a, it would be an all domain event. Okay, and by that I mean they they'll fight us in the air, they'll fight us in space, they'll fight us in the sea, they'll fight us in the digital age, they'll fight us in information, they'll fight us monetarily. It will be an all domain war. 
and it will be cataclysmic. And I don't, I can't for the life of me understand. Joe Biden, fake Catholic usurper in chief. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden re referred to a head of state, Vladimir Putin, and said he had no soul. I mean, <laughs> it, it, they're unilaterally taking uh, acts of war, committing sanctions against the Russian people. For what reason? For what reason? Does this have anything to do with Fatima? That's where I want to drive the discussion, though. It's Are you talking Russia. about being a Fatima fundamentalist? <laughs> I thought I had been told by a very famous boomer that uh, Fatima was consecrated already and that we're living in an age of peace. Ryan, this doesn't feel like an age of peace. Well, and, and besides the boomer, there's another person who is now saying the exact same thing. He happens to be a friend of mine. I don't want to pillory him too too much, but um, Robertson Jennis and I was at a talk he gave about ten years ago, uh, where he was going through why Russia was not consecrated, and because he starts going over all the wars that have happened in the world between um, skirmishes of note, where people are killing each other in large numbers in some places, it's just not covered by the media, to larger, grander scale conflicts and things that usually we've never really heard of. And he starts showing, how is this an age of peace? Now, 10 years later, he's got the exact opposite message for whatever reason. Yeah, because reasons. Brother Martin, uh, Russia consecration, are you a Fatima fundamentalist or not? Totally a Fatima fund fundamentalist. I mean, I guess I could, I, could, I could see people getting so into Trump and saying under the reign of Trump, Emperor Trump, uh, that we're living in an age of peace, but Trump's gone. He ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's no, I literally know people. Accounts. <laughs> I know really good, otherwise same, high-functioning, adult, long-time traditional Catholics who, after the 2016 election, said that this is the reign of Our Lady. Our, the, the, the Immaculate <laughs> Heart, the reign of Our Lady, is starting with the uh, presidency of Donald J. Trump. Uh, the uh, you know the warp president. president our lady spoke to them saying that <laughs> <laughs> I, but but here we are we're literally like hey let's provoke let's provoke an all domain uh all in total war with russia uh in their own backyard so we're gonna have to fly some tanks in over there to fight them uh for what reason and uh this is all happening um uh, well, no one can tell me why this is happening. Doesn't, doesn't Hunter Hunter Biden have money or something over in Ukraine? Wasn't he part of something? <laughs> I can I'm sure that has something to do with it. I have this. I can tell you sources to go looking up that will help you understand why. And and it, and it ties in with uh, 40 years of U.S. policy in, in, that, in those areas, uh, largely in, in uh, Eastern Europe as well as in um, uh, Eurasia. There is a book by Zibinu Brzezinski, it was, uh, I think, National Security Advisor to Jimmy Carter. He's basically the liberal side of uh, space that always comes in. Uh, good reason. Early, I can't think of his name. Come on, what is it? Um, it's too early for you, Ryan. <laughs> well, I'm on Pacific time. <laughs> oh, we didn't get you some coffee. I, I know, I only had so much coffee. Um, but anyway. <laughs> He's like the liberal side to the conservative strategist on this in terms of global policy. Uh, Kissinger, that's that. He's the, he's the li liberal side of Kissinger on the conservative side, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that is the neocon side, is what I really mean. So he wrote a book called The, the, uh, the Grand Chessboard. 
and where he, he was back under Clinton when he was back advising Clinton again. And so he was looking at uh, all the all the different uh, pieces in the world, the resources, and he's saying that U.S. policy is going to work in this way because of these resources. And he's an insider. He knows. He's basically laying out the blueprint for what they're going to be doing. So Eurasia, everything in that is the reason why we are still in Afghanistan, why we are still, you know, have, have a presence over that way. It's the control of those resources, especially in Eurasia, it's tons of them. It's just like in Africa. We have a essentially a cold war going on in, in Africa with China, believe it or not, between U.S. AFRICOM and the Chinese. Now, the Chinese are doing it business-wise and not military-wise. And we have AFRICOM that, that suddenly finds some terrorist nobody's heard about before or hasn't heard of from in 10 years. Whenever some African country finds oil, now we have to go in there and let them know how it's going to be. Uh, the Chinese just come buy them out. You know, you get the, that uh, Bill Gates buy them out boys. Bit from, uh, some yeah, we're really bad about... Uh, uh, we're really bad too in Africa because uh, you know to your point we are in a war with China in for the resources of Africa and uh, here's what US China did last week we just we just give some money to like corrupt African warlords and stuff and say hey you know we we back you or whatever whereas the Chinese will go in and build a bridge and dig wells and build infrastructure and and build you know and build actual goodwill <laughs> whereas, <laughs> but saw yeah, what the US, did last week too say that again how with a digital currency for the first time yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Russian digital currency, the Chinese digital currency, all happening just miraculously on the same timeline when the World Economic Forum is promoting digital currency and uh, saying we need to go cashless. It's a it's an incredible thing. But guys, we're it's we're not, in. Not, nobody said anything about that. I I don't know where anybody <laughs> could have wrote a book about or anything like that. For for those listening in the audio only version, Steve is waving around some kind of COVID nineteen eighty four Great Reset book that I don't know where he got it. It's a hardback though. Who publishes this? It just I made it up the other days. That's that's a good prop. That's a very good solid prop. Uh, guys, we're in spring training right now. Spring training is upon us because we're getting ready for the big leagues this summer. Season's about to start. Uh, the season of tearing down our cities and burning them, riots and looting. That's all coming to a, a city near you. Uh, but we're 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 uh, we're getting we're getting all geared up right now. Everyone, get ready because uh, it's coming. Why are we having all these police shootings all of a sudden? A string of them in one week. Well, it's not that we are all of a sudden having them because we actually have them fairly consistently somewhere. But now they're being reported. The report because a lot of times, especially if the, the shooting is completely justifiable in the sight of the cops, because the guy is, sorry, you point a gun at people who, are, who hold guns and are licensed to carry them, and of course, in this case, are charged with carrying them for public order, like the police, um, you're going to get shot at. I'm sorry, you point a gun at me, you're going to get a bullet real quick. Um, and and that's that's just me. Let alone a cop who's who's better trained is going to do it faster. So, um, you know. But once the media starts highlighting, that's the thing. Now all of a sudden it looks like a problem. It's just like the you know the school shootings. When you look at the, the numbers and when these types of things happen, the ME took the guns away. They'd be school stabbings or they'd be whatever else. But um, all of a sudden you start you know getting every single incident where a gun appeared, and now you can make it look like it's a problem. Just like we've seen with the Rona. Mm-hmm. Just like anything else you just start picking it up and now it's a huge problem but then go back to swine flu in 2012 and um, more people were sick and died from that than even their made-up numbers about covid right but the media barely covered it because it was obama and naturally and so and, and but even more important than obama 
they didn't have the infrastructure to do what they're doing now. Not everybody had their smartphone. They didn't have the whole system of apps and the ability to bring in that Chinese social credit score. So instead, they, they just kind of let that go. But had they concentrated on the number of cases, boom, that would have been a big thing. Same mm -hmm. thing here with the, let's just pick a few, make it big news. Yeah, Drudge Report is actually blaming the lockdowns for pent up aggression. There was a shooting in Atlanta yesterday, day before. Uh, uh, thanks be to God, it was three three black cops because the land would be burning then if not. <clears throat> they had him on the uh, on the uh, their body camera. He said, "Drop the weapon twenty seven times." I saw one report forty one times. He literally says, "Son, I'm a black man. You're a black man. I don't want you to die today. Please drop the weapon." And the guy charged him. <laughs> so. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that Chris Rock bit of like how not to get uh, busted up by a cop. Um, well, I, I think the takeaway is uh, that people should make practical, very practical plans for this summer, right? I mean, you never know when, uh, I mean, this is... Get out of big cities. This is a tinderbox. This is a tinderbox waiting to happen. They're already pre-positioning the protesters. You know, Soros is putting them up in nice hotels and all the major downtown areas, and they're getting ready. I mean, uh, you're going to have a, a certain verdict from St. Floyd uh, being rendered potentially this coming week. Um, you, you're, you're, you're seeing all of the stoking. CNN is now reporting every single night. They've got they've got boots on the ground at all these various places in Minnesota and elsewhere, Portland. Um, I mean, this is like, it's, and, and even project Veritas came out and demonstrated that they, they love this stuff. They love it. I was just about to say that they feel count on camera saying if it bleeds, it leads. So there was another report saying that Bill Barr brought it up saying there was an article, 87% of uh, U S media news was negative. On say like the Rona, so eighty-seven percent was bad news. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, even my, more people. My goodness. Okay, so uh, we got to get to the "Told You So" segment, and uh, hey, this one's for you, Double Quarter McBlogger with Cheese. Um, you block Steve on Twitter. You silence Ryan. You make fun of brother. You blocked Mike. And you said that we were hysterical conspiracy theorists because we told you a year ago when Operation Warp Speed was announced that this is a bid to implant chips into our bodies. This is part of the mark of the beast. And you said you, well, that we're all conspiracy theorists. Oh, breaking news. Yahoo Money reports Pentagon unveils microchip that senses COVID in the body. Pentagon scientists have invented a microchip that once inserted under the skin will detect if the patient develops COVID-19. It, it'll flash. It's like a check engine light, they say. <laughs> Doesn't everybody want a check engine light? I need. I want something glowing under my skin when I have supposedly you missed, you the virus the in the history of the world. You mispronounced the pentagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, it was on 60 minutes it was on 60 minutes man on sunday i had a guy literally it was on a that uh there was that one priest you guys really like that all these notice all these guys are uh blocking me for some reason that's weird uh, and I don't care. <laughs> you want to block me that's fine i don't care but 
I get a little upset when you block and then start talking crap behind it. That's, and, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the thing. For, pe- for, for, the, for the many thousand people who are going to watch this who are not on Twitter and who live much better uh, uh, and more graceful lives than the four God bless you. God yeah. bless you. Don't get on Twitter, but I just need to explain how it works because this is why it, people are talking about it. When you're on Twitter, you can block somebody. In other words, they can't see you or your posts, but then you can continue to see them and talk about them and share their content and make fun of them and call them names. And they can't even see. So it's from the safety from behind the block wall. Like for example, uh, Father Schneider of the Legionnaires of Satan uh, has me blocked and he was retweeting me the other day. And, um, and this is just, it's the most effeminate behavior that you can imagine. It's effeminate. And when Skojek does it, it's effeminate. And when Schneider does it, it's effeminate. You're, you're literally on Twitter. You're talking smack about someone from the behind the protection of a block wall. Would you say it to my face, Padre? Because I'll happily, I gave him my phone number. I sent it to him. Like, Here's my phone number. Call me. He won't. So, yeah. So one of father's, uh, minions i guess was uh <clears throat> saw what i put about the 60 minutes thing and said fact check <laughs> snopes didn't say microchip and then did you watch the video <laughs> <laughs> that you talk about some that's jimmy aiken style gymnastics right there to pull out. and what the fact checkers do they're so obnoxious sometimes it'll be uh you know a claim in, in the headline claim lacks context or um you know misleading and then they get through the article and then they'll say like 30 paragraphs down of mental gymnastics that um oh yeah and this is happening and it's the very thing in the article that they were saying was dubious or uh, not properly sourced or lacked lacked uh, context or whatever so i mean the fact checks are your ministry of truth they write before your eyes your orwellian ministry of truth trying to tell you i mean every once in a while they do get something right but and then you start looking uh, like there's one I've seen out of Bloomberg or the Quint or, or some website, like fact checking website that Bloomberg runs. Who are one of the funders? Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like the, you know, all the Bill Gates conspiracies come up. It's like, look, you couldn't create a cartoon villain that, I mean, if you took like some cartoon when we were growing up, um, well, maybe not you, Mike, brother, but um, Lisa, Steve, and I were growing up. Yeah, G.I. Joe, right? Everyone remembers Cobra Commander. If you did an episode where Cobra Commander was, um, you know, going to use his wealth and influence to uh, paint the sky with some weird thing to block the sun and buy up all the farms so that he could, you know, stop production and uh, was also, you know, funding fake meat and funding media, but, you know, buying up, you know, medical boards and medical institutions, deciding what will get funding and what won't, what studies will and won't be published. If you did all that, it, you know, people would be like, well, that's just a ridiculous premise. That's so absurd. Like, and here we are. That's the, all of those things are exactly true about Bill Gates. So, you know, and that's that's where a lot of this fact check funding comes mm-hmm. from. And yeah. especially, don't you see the conflict of interest where stories that report, even stories that report on things that he might be doing is admittedly publicly doing. And then he funds a fact check says, no, he isn't. Even though his own foundation puts a press release that he is. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's double speed. If no one knows what we're talking about, turn on Minority Report one time. You're going to have medical pre-crime come out with this. If it already says in the video, in the report, that it will let you know if you're going to be sick tomorrow. 
Me- medical pre-crime. That's a new one. That, what, this, is, it, this is that movie, Minority Report, where they go back in time and arrest you for the crime you haven't committed yet. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be shut. You'll be locked in your own smart house. Your light, your windows will be locked. Your doors will be locked if you have a smart house. Either that or the social credit score. That is coming. You won't be able to go buy. Or, there was a video of a guy in China that he, he bought a ticket on the train and he got uh, he got the report before he went on that uh, oh it got canceled because Rona, he had possible symptoms canceled. You're not going anywhere, and then your banking you're not going to be able to get anything out of your bank account. This sounds freaking nuts, but if we would have told you they were going to shut down the planet last year this time, you would have thought that was nuts. And guess what? They did it, and they're going to do, they it, do it, it again. There's a state I can't remember what state it is. It's somewhere in the north. I want to say it's not Montana, I don't think. They have cases going up. And the report was, uh, I did it on a clown planet the other day, that they recommended they should be shut down like they did last year. And other states should be shut down like last year so that the cases go back down. Watch for the summer for that to happen. And can we say something else, too, about microchips in this way? You know, so you see all these memes. See, Alex Jones is right. Not everybody who's been talking about microchips has necessarily been vindicated, but there are some people that were just simply looking at um, various projects, patents, DARPA funding, and postulating maybe they'll use microchips. And they were, of course, lumped in with every conspiracy theorist under the sun. But you know, when you look at this story as it as it sources, that I mean, what's DARPA? Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. If you don't know anything about DARPA, I highly suggest you look into it because. I mean, it's it, it's basically a funding and research arm for a lot of you know stuff. Some of it's been very good and very useful. Some of it's been really dystopian and evil. Because the thing is, I mean, technology in terms of its notion might be neutral, but the way in which you develop a technology might actually be negative in, in terms of what it's designed to do. And when you look at what they're talking about, what the official line talking about this new microchip they want to put in you uh, over my dead body, frankly is that it you know it's like steve said medical pre-crime and you're going to be locked out of everything because mm-hmm. someone somewhere is decide- and that's technocracy go back to technocracy inc you know back in the 30s these are the same things they postulated then oh capitalism failing the world order is failing it's like 1930 beginnings of the great depression we need a new order that's completely planned by scientists and engineers now, these guys were down in a basement at Columbia University, and so and they're talking about things that someone in 1930 could not imagine. So how do they know it? Well, they were down in the basement across from where uh, IBM was developing its whole earth punch card machine. And if you're a math and engineering guy and you look at all the potentials and the potential technologies coming out of the, the that's the predecessor to the computer, right? It's the same technology that IBM used to help the Nazis automate the Holocaust, right? Um, it's uh, which IBM happily sold to in service. You know, IBM guys used to go into concentration camps to service the whole earth punch card machines, by the way. Um, but beside any of that, you see those technology, you know, you can see where it's going to develop. So that's how technocracy ends up suggesting, you know, the, the types of ways in which they might control the world. And their movement had a lot of heavy hitters with lots of dough. Yeah. And all end up in presidential administrations, you know, and especially in Carter. We had back to Carter, Brzezinski again. But Carter has practically, you know, everyone from, you know, from all of these think tanks and groups 
on in his cabinet. And surprise about where we're at now, because that just continued and got worse. And yeah. DARPA's been going under the radar last decade because of AI cars. And people like that idea. We could get in our car and just, it'll self-drive us. Uber's been doing it. Lyft's been doing it. All that you got uh, uh, 18-wheelers that are doing it right now. Oh, that's so cool. They're talking to each other. You need your cell phone, like the one that just went off, to talk to each other. It, it, where's your hill to die on? Sure, we're so dependent on technology. So dependent on technology. Oh, we're alcoholics on that. <sighs> the, I mean, the, the hill to die on was was the mask mandate, and uh, unfortunately, you know, the quarter pounder with cheese McBlogger. Uh, Which, if you already take the vaccine, they've already said, or the experimental gene therapy injection. My my apologies. Have said that Fauci, you must still wear the muzzle even after you take it. And you got to take a third one every year. I know. And everyone's all excited about Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, who was questioning the little Fouch master. And uh, here in this exchange, uh, you see Jim Jordan saying, listen, Fauci, I get to ask the questions here. If, if we're going to get vaccinated, you know, then why can't our lives go back to normal? When will we take these masks off? Are we going to wear masks for the next two years and be asking you in two years, Fauci, when can we take these masks off? DeSantis in Florida has the same thing. He says, look, if people are going to inject this stuff into their bodies, then they're immune. And if you're immune, act immune. Act give like us your best guess then. I just did. No, you didn't. You didn't give us a time. What, when do you think this is good? Are we going to be doing? Are we going to be here two years from now wearing masks? No, I'm, I don't. Ask Dr. Fauci the same question. Well, let, let me let me answer your ranting again. Let me no, just. I'm not ranting. Yes, you are. No, I, I, here's how it works, Dr. Fauci. Right. I get to ask you the questions. You're the highest paid official in the United States government. You've given us your advice on baseball, on dating apps, on cruise ships. You told us zero masks, one mask, two masks. Now back to one mask. I'm just asking you, when is it going to end? You can say I'm ranting. I'm actually asking the question that the citizens I get the privilege of representing, and my name actually goes on a ballot. I don't think your name's ever been on a ballot. My name goes on a ballot. The citizens I represent want to know the answer to when they can get their liberties back. You, know, you can call that ranting. I actually call it standing up for the Constitution, which I take an oath to uphold, Dr. Fauci, every year, every term that I serve in this Congress representing the folks in the 4th District of Ohio. So it is not ranting. It is defending the First Amendment. Bargering. And we'd like an answer, or your best guess, since yeah. you've got an answer for everything Act else. Act immune. Act like you're immune. Go live your life. I'm not advocating for the death vaccine. Of course not. I've been one of the, one of the strongest opponents of it. That's why people are trying to block me, dox me, and talk badly about me all over the internet. Um, Varys is reporting. All, I mean, just keep up with them. They got, I think it's 1%. It was a Harvard study. 1% reporting on VAERS, and that you see the numbers. That's just yeah. 1%. VAERS and there's also lots system. that they're backed up on all this info. And you're seeing these numbers. And you got these guys, ah, no big deal. I had guys say they're proud, they're happy that they're testing experimentation on kids. Yeah. What are the pro-lifers out there are talking about the miscarriages that are, have just shot up late-term uh, miscarriages? That's not yeah. normal. Yeah, children are dying. People are being sterilized. Nobody wants to talk about it. VAERS is the federal system for tracking and reporting vaccine injuries. 
Um, and just like we saw over-reporting of COVID-1984 so-called cases, we're now seeing under-reporting of VAERS reportable incidents. They're playing with the numbers. It's just like what they do with the unemployment numbers. Any number that any government official gives you is, is wrong, and it's designed to manipulate you. It's a lie. Um, and There's a guy that uh, some kid that was mid-20s from Cincinnati that just died the day after he got the jab, and they're, they're using anything they can think of to say it was something else. They're referring to it now as sudden adult death syndrome. You've heard of SIDS. There's something like that? You've heard of SIDS. Yeah, no. It's always made up to cover vaccine injury for children. I mean, yeah. because yeah. you have obvious, you know, seeming cause and effect. Okay, he got the whatever 15, 20 shots they gave him all at once. Is this poor three-month, six-month-old kid, even though they're not supposed to be given under a year, according to the vaccine insert, and he's dead. Yeah, you find him dead the next day. Oh, that's just SIDS. That's why they created that to, to, to cover for that. He just died. Uh, maybe you just flooded his system with all kinds of chemicals and overwhelmed it, and he shut down his organs, maybe. Or maybe something else. I mean, it, it, in terms of the... It, it, but he, and then they always go, oh, correlation's not causation. That's true. But correlate. you need correlation to have causation you're already 60 percent of the way there then it's let's research and find out why at least there's a there's a question maybe they were involved and automatically nope nope vaccine yeah, no. not involved nobody's asking that question and i love i love sudden adult uh death syndrome because it's oh he had he got the sads the first case reported history <laughs> it's got the sad you know hey, the, sometimes hey, the sads hey. just come the sads they'll take you down and you know you just it, when it's your time to be sad it's your time to be sad but don't fret ladies and gentlemen we're recording this on saturday Tomorrow is the gigantic uh, TV episode uh, led by uh, uh, what's it, Russell Wilson and Barack Obama and Biden and Charles Barkley and Shaq that they paid millions of dollars to get all these celebrity athletes to roll up your sleeve. Hashtag roll, roll up your sleeve. Roll up concerts. your sleeves, guys. Roll them up and take this death vax. And lest we forget, lest we forget, ladies and gentlemen, that $45 billion of your taxpayer money, well, and Monopoly money too, kind of mixed in there, was spent on Operation Warp Speed by Donald J. Trump. This is his project, it's hit. He wants to take credit for him. I say, give it to him. You're right. You know what, Trump? You're the one who used humanized mice, humanized pigs, spliced uh, DNA of human beings into creating these abominations. Send the asteroid now at this point. If you're still clinging to your love of Donald J. Trump, the, uh, the, 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 the disordered uh, guy in the cabinet, uh, the, the monopoly money, the, the, the droning of people, the protectionism and, and destruction of the economy, the lockdowns happened under him, the bailouts of the American Catholic Church the, and the bribery. And now this, oh, now yeah. the death vaccine? The first, the first person that gets this right gets the pet chewy for a week. Which person is upset <laughs> about the J&J &J vaccine being suspended? Which person is what? Uh, is upset about oh, yeah. the J&J &J vaccine. Well, exactly. It's his baby. This is baby. Just, all this is, this is just the controlled, this is just the controlled narrative. They want us trapped in this right versus left, red versus blue, your state versus my state thing. And so now this is, somebody gave the signal and they said, hey, J&J, &J, we're going to turn you off. And Trump, you're going to come in and you're going to defend J&J. &J. Trump is all upset that they're canceling J&J. &J. So now we're going, now the, the, now the discussion is not about whether or not the COVID virus, so-called, 
is worthy of a vaccine. The question they frame, they reframe the question into which vaccine is best? Is it going to be the Moderna or the Pfizer or the J&J? And now you have presidents fighting each other over which vaccine to take. That's how they control your mind. This is brainwashing. What's the only thing on the market now? mRNA. Yep, the mRNA. That's what I was just about to say is that so notice that they're not talking about the 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 off the charts Vera's reporting on the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine. You're only talking about the J and J and the AstraZeneca vaccines. The, the J and J here, AstraZeneca in the UK and Europe. Those are the only ones we're talking about. Those are the ones that are not developed with the messenger RNA technology. And the, and of course, even at Fauci, the only reason they care that people might have gotten injured possibly even died from these in the evening as they're trying to minimize it. The only reason they make it look like they care is because they want that, you know, show they make you think that you're, they take your safety seriously when they don't. And they want to shift it. See, this is unsafe. And AstraZeneca is unsafe. We want you using the Pfizer and Moderna, BioNTech, whatever messenger RNA vaccine. And guess, yeah. and I guess tie it right back to the beginning. Who's showing up for this great Vatican conference? The CEOs at Pfizer and Moderna. I was literally about to say that. Moderna is <laughs> sponsoring the darn thing and Pfizer speaking at it. <laughs> Moderna has never successfully released a treatment, a drug, a vaccine. They have never had anything approved by the, by the Food and Drug Administration of the United States of America. Moderna has never, ever once successfully brought a treatment to market. Never. And they admitted the spike protein for that that they use from the supposedly for, for the COVID vaccine just train your body to fight SARS cov whatever it is you're supposed to be or whatever. They admitted that to a researcher was asking, well what what virus isolate sample did you use to make that spike protein? And they told her, well, you know, just a medical journalist and then she put it on Twitter. It was immediately cut out. Uh, Last American Vagabond has a screenshot of that if you want to know. but basically what do they do? They said, "Wait, well, we couldn't find a virus isolate. We couldn't, you know, find one that would, you know, that was available for us. China supposedly has it, right? So we made a computer model of the spike protein, and that computer model is what's training your body to fight against SARS." Oh dear lord! They're literally <laughs> reprogramming us. And fa- yeah. and uh, the autistic priest, Father Schneider of the Legionnaires of Satan, is one of the leading voices in why we should be reprogrammed. And the McBloggers from the from the from the you know uh, from the post Middle Age McBlogger uh, female who runs uh, Roroticelli uh, to the to the double quarter pounder with cheese McBlogger, uh, you know, at, at one Peter five to the McBlogger over at Pillar pillar catholic that the guy that got canned from uh cna to the mcblogger you know who runs that crazy sect where is peter or whatever it is uh all all of these uh, all of these bullies these online bullies mcbloggers are pushing this moderna reprogramming of your body um brother martin i want to i don't necessarily want to blindside you with this question because i didn't ask you uh, i didn't tell you but he's going to blindside you but i'm going to we'll see um look you look at it okay Let's 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 just get practical with this. We're going to be living in an age where vaccine passports, something Steve Cunningham predicted, something Ryan Grant predicted, and they were called crazy and lunatics and all this stuff. Oh well, guess what? That's going to happen. Uh, we're living in an age where you're going to be denied access if you don't if you can't prove that you took the vaccine, you can't participate in the in the economy, you can't have a job, you can't provide for your family, etc. My question is, okay, look, if this were 1940 Germany, uh, and you were and you were uh, you know hiding a Jew. 
in your backyard or something and a Nazi came and knocked on your door and said, you know, are you hiding a Jew? You would be morally, you could, you could pull out your sidearm and shoot him in the face, but you can't lie to him. You can't say, no, I'm not hiding a Jew. You can dissimulate. You can say there's no Jew here. And you mean here is in the front porch. There's no Jew here, even though there's a Jew back there. And you know what you mean. And he, you allow him to believe what, whatever he believes. So there's a difference between lying and a simulation. With all that as a background, how the hell do we cope with 2021, the vaccines, faking the passport? How can we licitly do it? It's a big question. It is. And I don't want to give my unpop away too early, but I think you kind of are bringing it out of me. Um, we're going we're gonna to die. The feds are coming. It's time to start preparing to die well. Um, considering our responsibilities to our families um, and all that kind of stuff, because I mean, just in Canada, some father, because he called the coronavirus a hoax, um, had his own kids taken away from him. Like, they're, they're literally coming. It's going to be incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I mean, I mean, it'll take an incredible amount of prudence for sure, which comes from prayer uh, to be able to do what you said, um, the simulation instead of lying. Um, it'll take wit, sure, which has some sort of natural talent. But um, I mean, yeah, we just get some sort of uh, experience having some sort of job in crafts or something to so where you can make money on the side where um, if you were to lose your job, um, you can you can still sell something, perform a, a task that other people can't perform themselves so you can uh, make money under the table, so to speak. Um, st- start gaining these, these sorts of crafts, um, save money, don't spend extravagant, extravagantly. Um, if you have a big house that's more than you need, might consider selling it and uh, putting some in savings and consider what that savings might need to look like. If they're, if, if money is becoming more monopoly money, um, you know, how do, how do you convert your savings into something that you can actually have when, uh, when things get really, really bad? Um, it's, it's time to start seriously thinking about these things um, because when they come, they're going to come. Like in the 1940s, they come at night. They come when you're not expecting it. They, they, they promise you know, oh, we'll, we'll register all the Jews, all that kind of stuff. And you can have this live, this live in this little area. Nothing else, nothing, nothing more than that is going to happen to you. Um, but then, of course, they just show up with the trains and say, never mind, get in. Um, so they'll lie to you. They'll sweet talk you. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the commentators, the McBloggers, as you, as you say, um, they're going along with it. There, there's literally no, I can't think of anybody else who's speaking up against this like, like we are. Like literally not, not one. No, and, uh, and how is that, how is that possible? Ryan, that the, the four of us really are some of the last men standing against this. I mean, in, at least in, in Catholic, in the, in the conservative, traditional Catholic world. I talked about it. I mean, you do see Patrick Coffin, you see uh, Timothy Gordon's been talking about it. I know. I, I didn't mean to slight it. I, I know there are others out there, but how, But why, why are there so few of us? Well, we've, we've been consistent from the beginning. And, and I think part of it, and especially when we're talking about Steve Skojek, I do still consider Skojek a friend and I do, you know, talk with him here and there, but I also, I vociferously disagree with him on a lot of these things. And I think here, what is going on, just my own opinion is there's like, there's a certain normalcy bias that's kicked in. Right. And then you see really crazy and because it's on in the conspiracy space, they're really nutty people. And you see things you're like, Oh no, but even they are occasionally right about things. And then you have others that are just simply researching, looking at what the major players are saying 
and saying, I think it's going to be this way. Oh yeah. And then, then you're lumped in with uh, flat earth and moon landing and all this stuff, which I don't even want to get in that. It, it's uh, it, you just, you want it to be normal. There's, there's like, we've lived, lived in uh, the Eisenhower, you know, America created in the fifties and we lived on the dying uh, embers of that as, yeah. as we grew up in the eighties or in the nineties, some people. And, and so we expect life to be a certain way to be kind of normal. We want to grow up and we want our kids to grow up in a society that at least, you know, there's like some kind of normal thing where this is like hopeless. Wow. Now it's not hopeless. It might be materially for our living a good, happy life, hopefully. But you know, you look at um, you know just how things have played out in history on this point, how things have happened where bad stuff is going on, and there's people who are awake to it, and there's people who just want it to go away. So people will conform because it, 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 can this mean I live normal and happy? All right, fine. And you know, and, and you'll start rationalizing whatever way it is you need to do that, and it, it won't be so bad. Well, uh, people in the Soviet Union said that, well, it won't be so bad. People in uh, communist China said that when, the, when Mao took over. Well, what, what can they do, really? And there's so many of them. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, it, we have those, those I mean, e even go to, even go to uh, fantasy fiction, Lord of the Rings. And, you know, why do people go to fantasy fiction? Because there's a certain mirroring of reality that also takes place there. And... You know, in Tolkien's writing, you know, he's just, you've just seen the rise of the Nazis. If you watch, you read his letters, he was really concerned about a lot of the stuff going on in Germany. And he was really concerned about the stuff going on in Russia. It's in, it's in his letters about, um, yeah. and, and it works its way in. No one can now live as they have lived, right? Yendoff said. It's, you know, you've got to get ready to face the doom one way or the other. You know, so part, it, and those are true things, whatever about the general fantasy world of Lord of the Rings. Uh, we're faced with this this absolute assault. It's been planned for a very long time, and that could easily be demonstrated going back through various laws, Medical Preparedness Act of 2011, and all these things that create the system that we're now seeing put into effect, which then was just a blueprint. And that's why you can't just write off everything as conspiracy theory, because especially when you just have to examine, all right, what are these people saying? What's their source? And you know, and, and that's kind of where we're at we're just listening to what they're saying and you know, we said yeah there's going to be a vaccine passport and now lo and behold we have governors saying yeah we're not going to allow that in the biden administration's planning an executive order that will put it into place yeah and i are the states going to tie up that up in litigation are they going to really fight it or are they going to it'll be the type of thing where okay you know yeah we're it's it's illegal everywhere else but all these federal buildings in your you know, if you got to go to court for something and you don't have it, you'll be found in contempt of court for not showing up because you don't have your vaccine passport. Yeah. Because you and, and, and Steve, I mean, you're, you're pretty good at this. All you're doing is listening to the words that they're saying. They're saying that they're going to do X, Y, and Z, and then you, you, oh, you believe them. <laughs> one, one priest that I was talking to this last week, he was going, you know, it's demonic because they're putting it right in the open and no one's caring. I, I, I literally listened to a podcast yesterday I was working out uh, that the uh, WEF did. And it just talked about, it had YouTube and Facebook on there, CEOs talking about how their, how their AI is helping to silence anybody that they don't agree with. Mm -hmm. and nobody watches, no one listens to it. Or, they, or like the guy with the uh, 60 Minutes thing. Oh, it's fact check. Okay. European Union, they got is off the charts nuts out there. There's shutdowns, lockdowns all over. Ireland is lost. England, 
is completely lost. You listen to anybody that has a, a, a voice out in England, they will tell you it's gone. Yeah, Canada is is basically an England junior right now. Chile, you can't go out your house but two days a week. You you literally cannot get groceries during the week unless you are unless it's your approved day to go do that. That somebody for somebody be online all day long and can't see all this. What are you looking at? Are you, you playing Pac-Man all day long? Are you just collecting <laughs> the, the responses? No, it's what Minecraft. are you doing? You wasting your time? Go play with your kids if you're not doing it. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's what... not that hard to find the info. It's right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's out in the open. They're overt about it. And um, and you're right. People are just oblivious to it. And I think I think what Ryan said is absolutely right. The normal the normalcy biasy, you know, the bias towards believing. Oh, well, this is normal. It's all going to go back to normal. What is normal? You know, what's the new normal, et cetera. So, yeah, newsflash: uh, it ain't going back to normal. It's yeah, not yeah, going it back works. to normal. I think this is it's not unless you make it. So, like where I live right now, it's it's been back to normal because people gave the finger basically when they try to come in with all this stuff. Or um, like the local health board, which somehow has kind of powers to implement things during a state of emergency. I don't know. They put in a mask mandate. First time they tried it, they had literally 750. That's the wrong use of literally, I know. They actually had 750 people outside uh, when they tried to sneak it in at like 2 o'clock on a work day. And so they tabled it. And then they found some other ridiculous. They still had about 500 people outside. And they just said, well, we got to pass this through anyway. And then the cops said, all right and gave the health board the finger. They refused to enforce it because they knew how unpopular it was. And, and even during when they had that mandate going, I never wore one, uh, maybe a handful of people. I mean, it, like a third of the people at best. And now those numbers keep going down now that those have all been taken away. Um, life is more or less continued uh, up here as it always did. Why? Because one, because a lot of gun ownership, A, B, we had the cops on our side. I mean, the one restaurant during the actual governor's lockdown, he had the chief of police over for lunch. And in the chief of police saw people coming in, eating. He didn't care. And so he stayed open during the so-called lockdown. And so you add those things. People made it stay normal. That's the only way you get to normal. Otherwise, if you're going to go along with any part of this, you will never get back to normal because they have said, the World Economic Forum, yeah. Bill Gates He's up there talking his little weaselly voice. Um, it that matters. He's not just Bill Gates. He's Bill Gates who funds all of global health, right? And sets the direction with his money. Yeah. Um, government, Biden, all these guys, they have all said that it's not going back to normal. So if you go along with any part of their program for scary virus of unknown origin that we <laughs> you're not going back to normal. It's just that simple. Yeah. And just one other embellishment on that. I mean, the U S government now, uh, the courts, courts in the United States are now banning people from accessing the internet. If you were involved in the so-called insurrection, the, 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 that, that, uh, you know, false flag operation psyop that happened in DC on the epiphany, uh, and now you've been arrested and, you know, because they have facial recognition everywhere and they've tracked you down and they brought you before the court. Uh, and <coughs> now they're saying you cannot, you're not allowed to access information anymore. You're not allowed to have the internet in your life, in your house. You can't have devices that are online. You can't read information that's online because they don't want you having access. To, I mean, this is literally 
out of the communist playbook. You isolate someone from truth. You cut off their source of information and you only feed them information that is congruent with the messaging that you want them to, uh, to believe. And that's, that's literally happening. That's happening in the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave. Yeah, it's a great bumper sticker. <laughs> not, not a word of it's true. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. It's going to get worse. Hey, when they go back, there's an Orthodox priest that had a video out. And uh, I put it on CPN last, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, that guy was great. Where's the diocese priest with some spines out there to do that? Which, now, which video? Again, we talk about, you know, uh, fraternity ICK guys. You get those guys doing it, they get kicked out, which some of them are about to that I know. Uh, from their diocese or they're going after and they don't have anybody backing them up. Diocese, yeah. where are y'all at? I, I know there's some of you guys that have that are like-minded. I think this is a bunch of bunk that are bad when they're, uh, other priests ask you to put a muzzle on your face. Where are you? We're going to need, we need you guys to step up a little bit and actually say something and lead the charge a little bit. You'll have us backing people, backing you up, but you're going to have to uh, risk a little bit. I mean, Everyone blasted Collar Copperdick for doing his thing and the whole Nike app, app, advertising of uh, risk everything or whatever it is. Where's our guys? Lissaity. We need our faculties. We need approval. We need approval. We can't operate without approval. You know, canonical regularity. <laughs> I don't want to be canonically regular with the World Economic Forum and Chelsea Clinton. I, I, I mean, that's just that's not my that's not my religion. I'm sorry. And, and the German bishops blessing gay marriages. Right. You know, are you going to, if you're in communion with the Pope, the Pope's in communion with them. Well, de facto, you're in communion with those that bless gay unions. You know, and all these bishops, they cry, they whine and cry, and they say that, you know, I feel like a general without an army. We're a standing army. We're a standing army, and we will get behind you, Your Excellency. All we need you to do is lead. It's disordered that we do what we do. It's disordered that the lay people uh, are, 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 are the, the de facto leaders right now uh against you know the the the, yeah. the great reset we shouldn't be in this position we should be standing behind a cleric as our as our general uh, if you want to be if you want to have a be a general uh you know step up to the plate command your troops we're here we're ready to back you the um during the Aryan crisis the laity were the basically were ready and your general showed up with Athanasius or Hillary or handful of other bishops the vast majority of bishops went along with the state because it was the roman state that decided to take this heretical doctrine arianism they already been condemned so it was formally heretical and they decided to impose that upon the church and kick out and that's why they try to get rid of athanasius all these times try to kick him out and you know all the esfe and different things and he's where the government can't get him and that's basically what uh, happened the lady became the, uh, the 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 army looking for their general and doing their absolute best to keep the faith, and that's largely, unfortunately, where we're at now. You know, because it is the passion of the church. It is where I mean, various mystics and others that have kind of predicted that you know, different times of the church will look like she's dead, and uh, we're getting to that point. And um, you know, what, bishops have been noted for being spineless for decades, and there's like a culture of bishops uh, David Thompson, why is it when, whenever I hear our bishops speak, it's like blither blather? And not to say I support every single thing that guy's about, but mm -hmm. you know, he just great line. Uh, 
uh, why is it every time they speak, it's all it's all nonsense. You just want to shut it off because it's so baiting to the ears because how how absolutely spineless it is and how worthless it is. I know. So it's, it's very it's, who teaches them all to to pronounce their words in a slightly lispy, very limp-wristed, dead fish kind of way? I mean, like who they they all go through the same training camp where they come out as sissies. But also, I mean, the bishops that do say things that kind of lead the charge. It's interesting also that you don't also you don't see their priests also leading a charge. In mm-hmm. fact, you know that there's some of their priests online from those same dioceses, but they're all anonymous. Why? Because if they if they say what their bishop is saying they'll lose their faculties. So in one, in one sense, uh, their bishop is saying something, but the bishop isn't doing anything. He's, he's just sending life site news or something, uh, you know, a quote or whatever else, yeah. um, an article so that they can publish. He, he his picture gets in, in the papers, but then de facto it's in reality, like a, concretely, nothing's happening. He's not doing anything. It's kind of like Ryan, uh, uh, Mike brought up the uh, Jordan clip, which, a lot of guys are uh, loving right now, but notice Rand Paul doesn't wear a muzzle in for seasons. Why did Jordan not take off the stupid mask? Kept falling off his nose. It, t- all he could have done was, hey, Fashi, I'm not listening to you anymore. And I don't want anybody else in my rep- my, that represent to listen to you anymore. Done. That whole thing was just, that was cute. Nothing got done out of that. Yeah, right. It, it's like St. John Fisher. Uh, he was the only bishop that would stand up to Henry VIII. So when uh, they, after Wolsey uh, dies and Bishop Warham then celebrates the convocation, like, okay, that usurper is gone. Now I'm going to take control of the church again. And Henry sends a messenger. Oh, you're all in violation of this obscure medieval law, which is basically you can't receive a papal representative in government, which is so ridiculous because Henry's the one who put him there, but they were guilty and needed to pay a fine. And on top of that, they need to declare that the king is the head of the Church of England. He's trying to lay all his groundwork to break from Rome if he doesn't get the favorable result he wants in his marriage case. So Fisher is the one he gets up and tries to rally them. You cannot allow this. Everyone else is terrified. Oh, we gave our, you know, we got our position because of royal favor and the king will destroy us. We'll lose everything. Fisher didn't care. Fisher already got up during the marriage proceedings and said, I'm ready to be like a new John the Baptist to be, um, if I have to, in defense of this marriage. You know, see, he, he had zero human respect. But they're all, and he's an old man at this point. He's still trying to get the rally. But then Warham is weak. Everyone else is scared. And then, so then, you know, Fisher again is the one who comes up with, well, all right, we'll give him that, but we'll just put an exclusion clause in there as far as the law of Christ allows. And that'll give us time to, and he's hoping to get Bishop Warham, the Archbishop of Canterbury, to rally up the troops. Doesn't happen. And Warham starts to, then he dies, then he gets Cranmer as the Archbishop, and there it goes. Um, and he's the only bishop. And then on top of that, when Fisher was in the tower, some of the bishops uh, come up, right? And uh, Bishop Gardner, uh, Bishop Tunstall was a friend of Fisher's, actually. He was a decent man otherwise, but he, he too decided to go along. And a couple others. And uh, try to convince him because he was making them look bad because the people were like, hey, Fisher's a real bishop and nobody else is standing up. And Fisher yeah. just said, woe is the fort betrayed even by those who should have defended it. Same thing is true right now. The fort is being betrayed by those who should have defended. Unpopular opinions this week. Time for the unpops. Hope you guys have them ready. We need to get these out on Twitter and get the poll going again. We used to do that. We would run a poll and people would vote for the most unpopular opinion. And Brother Martin would always win because he stacks the deck and democracy is stupid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> Speaking of Brother Martin, let's go for you first, buddy. Okay, well, uh, has something to do with what I already said, question you asked me, Mike, but the story, I think I mentioned it once before, the story of El Escorial. It was a, a royal palace in Spain near Madrid um, that got converted into an Augustinian monastery for the Order of St. Augustine. And during the Spanish Civil War in the 30s, and there's a whole bunch of Augustinians there. Um, the communists came by uh, the night before, uh, met with a prior and said, tomorrow we're coming for you guys. So, so be ready. Mm-hmm. And so that evening, the prior got all of his friars together and said, uh, all right, tonight we're having for dinner, the biggest feast. Cooks, cook everything. Um, put, put it, we're putting on a you know, solemnity. And so he woke the priest up early in the morning for them all to say their private mass. They had a solemn high mass, all the friars there. He encouraged everybody to go to confession. Uh, no sooner did they, did they the mat was mass over than all the communists showed up and took them all away and martyred them all but one. Uh, that one um, obviously survived. He ran into the woods um, and took off his habit so that he wouldn't appear as, as a monk. And so that's how the, the one escaped. Uh, but later on, um, a priest I know, Father John uh, Stone, he, uh, he lived with this monk in, in Rome um, in the late 80s. And uh, he asked his monk because he was a particular modernist. Uh, he would never take off his habit, would never see him off, uh, with his habit off. And so Father John asked him why. And he said, because it, I'm doing penance. Uh, because that's how I escaped. Instead of dying with my brothers, um, I took off my habit so, uh, so that I could escape. Um, I say that only because, um, again, right now, it doesn't seem like as if times are bad and we kind of all get scared. At the same time, times can be much worse. And because it's the same ideology, the same demons that are attacking us today as they were then, it's going to get pretty bad. And, and um, even when we just say that things are going to get bad, well, we need to prepare most especially seriously. Like, are, are your kids going to be able to keep the faith whenever whenever the feds come? Are they going to be able to keep the faith when uh, uh, the bishops cave in and cancel masses or or the state cancels masses and, and the bishops are just kind of washing their hands saying, well, I, I can't do anything. Um, um, and then pre, or they'll t- tell the priest not to, to go administer the sacraments and the priest will be, oh, I'm, I'm so spiritual. I'm so Catholic. I'm going to obey and not, not do the very thing that I was ordained to do. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So my unpopular opinion is um, I, I really do expect something's going to hit the fan this summer, um, especially with all the, the, the new, new strands of the virus that they're, they're coming out with that they're probably manufacturing. Um, for the second scare, the third scare, um, even in 2017, Dr. Fauci was talking about a second great back pandemic, uh, Bill Gates as well. So, you know, you know, this isn't over. You know, they're going to come come at us again um, with something harder. Um, this this was, in a sense, the dry run, the pre-run, the precursor to, to what they're really trying to put in, put into, uh, put into play. Um, so my unpopular opinion is, I guess, be spiritual ready in, in a way that, I mean, it's not, it's really, I mean, last week. Last, that's not time's up. No, <laughs> last, last week, I, I guess I, I talked about fasting and uh, on the Friday, all that kind of stuff um, and to stop complaining. But I mean, it's really time to, it's really time to get real. It's really time to get real. Um, spend more time in prayer. I mean, st- stop, stop with Netflix, stop watching TV and, and pick up scripture and read, read it like seriously. Um, pray a rosary. It doesn't matter if you're on the team or whatever, because I know some bloggers have, have a problem with that. Pray. Because we can't receive grace without prayer. Prayer is the means by which we receive grace. And if we don't have grace, then we're not going to persevere. Um, in the Desert Fathers uh, book that I'm reading, St. Anthony the Great tells a story of, 
uh, of a really good young monk um, that he called a pillar, a pillar of the church. Um, and one day St. Anthony was sad and, and one of the other monks asked him, uh, Father, Abba Anthony, Father Anthony, why are you so sad? And he said, a great pillar has just fallen today. And uh, so that young monk went to visit the, the monk that was supposed to be a pillar of the church and he was crying. And this, this monk said, uh, pray for me so that, that our Lord could give me 10 days so that I can make satisfaction. Um, and, and Abba Anthony says that monk only had five days, then he died. So you're never guaranteed tomorrow. You're never guaranteed to, to do penance, uh, time sufficient to do penance for all your sins. Your priests are being taken away from you. It's, it's time to get real. All right, I'm not gonna try to compete with that. <laughs> I think we should just end there, to be honest. I think that's, a, we all agree with that. That's, that's, that, is the, that is the most important opinion of your life, I think. <laughs> How about we grift? Can we grift for a second? Well, actually, I was gonna to make a uh, since I'm by my liquor cabinet. Um, actually, uh, I was gonna say rum. If or I'm gonna give an unpop that should be can't compete, but rum is an awesome drink. So most people have no idea because they're always mixing it with Coke because the type of rum you're getting, and I don't mean Hunter Biden type Coke, I mean Coca-Cola. And the because most of the rum people get is some paint thinner crap, Captain Morgan, Kraken, good grief. So, but if you want real rum should be sipped, preferably with a cigar, but if you don't smoke, real rum should be sipped. So I uh, offer a few things that you should look for. Uh, this one's unpopular because it's Venezuelan and they're like, well, some guy's feeding his family in Venezuela because I'm buying this awesome rum. But uh, the goal <laughs> is, of, and Mike, you've been here. You have tasted to, to know that this is the truth. Uh, plantation rum. Um, of course, that's going to cause someone to set something on fire because the name. Uh, this is also a really nice rum. Really I love good. the name and I love that you're out in a tent drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Zayed, low budget, but very nice tasting. So in the, the coup de grace, this was given to me when my son was born. Um, this is very, very good. Also rum, Ramzakapa uh, Sistema, I don't know how to say the number in Spanish. Uh, if I hear it, I know it. I don't remember how to say it. Anyway. What, no Captain Morgans? <laughs> yeah, nope. Not uh, one or... The origin of the spiced rums that Captain Morgan is a cheap knockoff, uh, crappy version. Kirk and Sweeney is the origin of the spiced rum. Good rum. Anyway. Somebody named uh, Charles wrote a book on rum. He wrote a book, Muse in the Bottle, which I still have. I don't. I think it's out of print, but um, I love that book. Great with poetry and everything. I should do something like that. Anyway, that's, that's my end. Uh, rum is awesome. Ice cubes, don't drink the rot gut paint thinner nonsense. And no way can that really compare. Well, we're still on you, Ryan. Why don't you show us your uh, uh, your Mediatrics Press? Okay. Week. I don't have any because I'm not in the office. As you can see, I'm in my, my makeshift tavern, which is a gazebo that I converted to being a tavern in the winter months. And then um, as soon as it gets hot enough, then all this tarp I roll up and replace with hanging garden baskets. So um anyway i don't have a mediatrics press book to grift um but i say the book club so i just put on a recording i made of the translation of this this has never been in english before ever uh to my knowledge 
And uh, so Bellarmine's domestic exhortations, so these were basically spiritual conferences that he gave uh, to his Jesuit confers back when Jesuit was a good thing, um, or mostly good thing anyway. And uh, between about 1583 and about 1615 or so when he couldn't do them a- a- anymore. And except every once in a while. So they're really good spiritual conferences. And I have been reading this. I've taken it to adoration um, and, and other things. And I've been uh, making translations of it. So I've just started reading uh, a series of reading the translations I've been making out of it um, on the Mediatrix Press subscriber section. So it's part of the e-content that you get when you sign up for the book club. Uh, you also get a hardcover book every month and other promotions that um, I've been slow and rolling out because I've been busy trying to get another book going but we'll have some other things uh you know going pretty soon i have a podcast on saint john fisher that's going to pop uh on mondays if you like the little bit i gave a minute ago you're going to get the whole life of john fisher thomas moore the holy english reformation i'm slowly going to be rolling out uh for subscribers only and that's it (laughs) (laughs) awkward silence all right, all right, all right. This is the this is the part of the show where we talk about the Oblates of Saint Augustine. Are you ready for that, brother? I'm ready. Okay, tell us something. We're still we're still looking for some some property anywhere um, to help us build a monastery. I, actually, I have a, another appointment with uh, with someone who's interested in in coming to make a visit with the community um, right after I, we finish recording this. Um, so I keep getting requests, but no no place to put anybody um, up. So it it's kind of well, it's become well. It's always been urgent, but um, more than anything, is that we can't grow unless we have our own place. Um, so it's it's definitely uh, we definitely need to offer that stability. The um, Oblates of Saint Augustine, as as you can kind of tell, I mean, we're we're not backing down from the truth, and we're going to preach it no matter what what it costs. And uh, we're going to preserve the traditional Augustine spirituality, its charism, um, in, in the faith of all, the, the moral and doctrinal and spiritual crisis that's going on both in the church. Uh, the hierarchy uh, and in the world. Um, so our goal is off is to offer this this sort of oasis uh, where people can come to and, and get a, and get some some fresh water, so to speak, um, to understand what the traditional church had always been, um, because we're we're able to receive it from a priest that experienced it before the, before the changes after the council. Um, so that's 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 what we're offering, and that's what we hope. There's there's a lot of people watching that would be willing to support. Um, so yeah, we're we're looking for some some big gifts as well between ten, fifteen, twenty, uh, hundred thousand dollars because it's it's not cheap uh, to get a mobile home. So, indeed, Steve, anything? No, I got none. <laughs> you still you still with I us? Videos in the channel. Do I? What are some good videos on the channel you got going? I've lost count, man. I, it's <clears throat> well. To subscribe to the other platforms, I would say, because uh, eventually the, we'll probably get booted off. What are the other platforms? BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab TV, Gloria TV, YouTube. YouTube. There's a couple more coming out I'm trying to get on, but uh, those are the ones right now. Odyssey has its own uh, app out, so you can go to download the Odyssey app. Uh, follow Sense Fidelium on there. Bada bing. There you go. Uh, Rumble and Odyssey and Library will both email you when something new comes out. But yeah, eventually we will get uh, taken down. I'm going to try my best not to commit channel suicide like uh, 
some of the other guys have done, even though I'm not faulting them for doing it, but I would have done it a little bit more sneaky, but uh, oh well. And this, that was another thing. Mike and I recorded a podcast this past week too, so check him out on, on his other podcast and other places that you can find RTF. Yeah, RTF has a podcast. <coughs> I like the podcast format because, as you can see uh, right now when I'm recording, I'm in a hotel room. I'm not always in a hotel room, but I do travel quite a bit, work a lot on the road, and I like the voice-only format because that's just easier for me, easier to manipulate the file the for radio and to distribute it. And I have a face for radio. Thank you, Steve Cunningham. <laughs> Good looking out. Uh, so yes, I did just, just did a voice only podcast with brother Martin. That one really uh, had some, some views and Ryan, I got to get you on that. You have the perfect podcasting voice. You just, it's like, uh, so let's, like talk, let's talk about something this week. Yeah. This week. Yeah. I still want to do that. Uh, Martyrs of the English Reformation. That'll tie into what I'm doing now in the, meet after press subscriber page let's make that let's make that a thing uh thanks for watching the rundown please subscribe to all the sense of <laughs> channels not only on youtube but on the alternate platforms and uh support the four of us because we are accruing very high profile and very committed enemies every single day because of this show god bless you thanks for watching <laughs>